Welcome to the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. We're a spiritual community dedicated to the free search for truth and meaning, and we're very glad you're here. We welcome people of all ethnic backgrounds, skin tones, political affiliations, musical tastes, etc. I extend a special welcome to our visitors this morning. Please, if you're willing, fill out a visitor card that you'll find in the back of your pew and put it in the offering plate. That way we'll know that you were here. If you have questions about our congregation, please see the knowledgeable and friendly people at the membership table, and they will do their best to answer your questions. If, after coming here for a while, you feel that you would like to make this your spiritual home, everybody in this room would be delighted for you to sign the membership book. You take a class first, or you talk to the minister for a little while, that's me, and then you're a member. So, um, you'll learn more about this fine religious heritage of which we are a part. Our heritage teaches us that there is a spark of the divine in every human being. And it is in the spirit of that heritage that I say, let us greet the holy in our midst by turning to the person to your right and to your left and welcoming them here this morning. We clasp the hands of those that go before us and the hands of those who come after us. We enter the little circle of each other's arms and the larger circle of lovers whose hands are joined in a dance and the larger circle of all creatures passing in and out of life who move also in a dance, to a music so subtle and vast that no one hears it except in fragments. And could you please join me in affirming our mission statement that's written in your order of service and also on the wall? We gather in community to nourish souls, transform lives, and do justice. I'm going to tell you this story about a man who ate a car. And now, if you were going to set out to eat a car, would you think about a knife and fork or a hacksaw? Would you think about hot sauce or ketchup? Um, a nice lemonade, perhaps, with the upholstery? Red or white wine? Maybe if you're eating a ram, red wine. If you're eating a, like a barracuda, white wine. And why am I thinking about eating a car? Um, I do not have the kind of brain that would come up with that. But I, I thought about it because I'm preaching about our sixth principle. The Unitarian Universalists, as you know, have seven principles that guide our steps. We found them as common ground to which we could all, um, almost all, agree. And they say in front of each one of them, we will affirm and promote this thing. Affirm means say yes, I agree to that, and promote means talk about it. So we affirm and promote the sixth principle the goal of world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. All right. So if you really start thinking about it, you think that probably the people who were putting the principles together by the time they got to number six, they were tired. <laughs> and they're like, what else? Oh, I just, you know, 
world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. It's like, oh, just put everything in there. I'm tired. Take that big old freezer we've got in the garage and throw that in there, too. Because you think about, you know, we're trying to promote world community with peace, liberty, and justice for all. You know, I ask you to let the principles really hit home by adding beginning in our homes and congregations to the end of each one. So, you know, peace, liberty, and justice for all, beginning in our homes and congregations, that's already really hard, much less when you bring in, you know, Bosnia and Afghanistan. And so, I'm thinking about this man who ate a car. There's a video of him on YouTube, at least there used to be, and um, he's sitting in his kitchen, kind of leaning against the counter, and he's being interviewed. Um, He goes, the car is uh, just the sum of its parts. Just uh, parts aren't that big, a couple inches across. You know, 75% of a car is just a couple inches across, half an inch deep, like like an Oreo cookie. And the ones that are too big, you just machine them down, smooth them out, eat them. Most of us don't have the time in the course of our lifespan to do much changing of the world. Even though as Unitarian Universalists, it's part of our path. We stand in the broad stream of history and tradition of people in the Unitarian faith and the Universalist faith, people who changed the world. And um, one of those, Ralph Waldo Emerson, whom we claim, even though um, he was a Unitarian minister, he got mad and quit, which is... um, a Unitarian tradition. <laughs> he said that a successful life was to leave the world a little better, whether by a healthy child, a garden patch, or a redeemed social condition, to know that even one life has breathed easier because you live. Now, I just got here about six months ago, but I'm beginning to know the stories of some of the people in this room, and I know that many of you have done things that make lives breathe easier because you have lived. And I can't wait to see what we're going to do in the future. Unitarians and Universalists have long thrown their energies into the project of making the world a better place. Um, many of them worked for the abolitionist movement in the 1800s, even though the headquarters in Boston, shamefully, was not abolitionist. Because Boston, I don't know if you know, has mostly built on slave money. But um, there were many Unitarians and Universalists working for abolition. Another guy in that same time, Horace Mann, Organized the whole public education system. Unitarian. Universalist Clara Barton founded the Red Cross. Just a little something while she was alive. (laughs) Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, Unitarian. 
His liberal faith led him to a much more inclusive interpretation of the law. Thomas Starr King in California, our Berkeley Seminary is named after him. He worked tirelessly in California to protect land rights of the Mexicans. Jane Hull founded Hull House in Chicago. She began to professionalize social workers. Before that, if you wanted to get social help, you had to kind of take a lot of evangelism, and then the churches would give you some social help. But she secularized and professionalized social work. Roger Baldwin um, started the American Civil Liberties Union. Mae Sarton inspired the world with her poetry. So, beauty, art, truth, social justice, those are some ways that we can make the world a better place. Another way we can make the world a better place is by teaching in our religious education and in our homes, transferring our values of wisdom, tolerance, celebration of differences, inclusion of all voices, teaching those things to our children. We care for our grandchildren, we cook for people, we visit them when they need company. We make the world a better place by being good friends, by, by trying to behave correctly with one another, do the right things. And those things bring about peace, liberty, and justice for all. As difficult as that is, they take us baby steps closer to it sometimes. But the, this principle is too big, and it just kind of squats in the driveway of every Unitarian Universalist who's trying to walk the talk, and we see it out there, it doesn't really drive that well. How do we deal with it? How do we... <laughs> the man who ate the car says, this is a long-term activity. Look, it took five years. I ate my first two uh, lug nuts, December 30th, 1990. Finished the last piece of the clutch housing, February 14th, 1995. He just broke it into smaller pieces. That's what time management people say when you have a task that's too big. Most of the time when I read those time management books, which I love to do, I love to read uh, How to Declutter Your House books. I tripped over one of them that was on the floor the other day. <laughs> Hurt my toe. Um, time management books, about the same thing. I waste a lot of time reading them. But um, one of the things that made sense to me, because usually they sound like they're living on some other planet from me, um, break it into smaller pieces. Okay. You break it into smaller pieces in order to keep from getting overwhelmed, because you know when you get overwhelmed, you get kind of crabby and um, sleepy. A goal that's too big is just begging to be ignored. <laughs> it just kind of slides to the bottom of the priority list behind things that you actually can get done. And so... Um, When you have a goal this big, it's just like anything you do feels 
like not enough. It, it's easy to despair, and despair is the is the enemy of getting the world to be a better place. So I know that the people who wrote our principles together, um, it was a committee, of course, um, that the people who wrote our principles didn't mean for us to just feel burdened and weighed down and sleepy and overwhelmed by this one. I'm sure that that was not their intention. As I said, they were just <clears throat> tired, and they know that you, you know, you you're going to have to break it into smaller pieces. And so I think, okay, whenever I think, I, I would love to be a, an, a catalyst for social change like Barbara Jordan. And um, I think, how do I do that? This, maybe a nap. <laughs> oh, no, break it. Break it into smaller pieces. I go, okay, maybe I'll just write a letter to a legislator. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll talk to somebody I don't know at coffee hour. Whichever is harder. <laughs> you think, I want to I be financially set. I want to be comfortable. I want to be, be wealthy enough to give money away and, and enjoy watching what it can do for other people like, like Oprah. And then I think, wait, break it smaller. Like, let's just save some money every month. Let's save money every month. Okay, I can do that. The goal should be attainable. A goal should be measurable. You know all these things. I'm just going to take something and do it maybe once a week. I'm going to change the world. <laughs> and here's the spiritual rule and the kind of bad news um, about changing the world is that you have to start by changing yourself. Because if you can't do a little something to change yourself once a week or so, don't bother with it every day, believe me, um, then you'll be one of those people who's trying to change the world without being willing to change themselves, and those people are obnoxious. You know I'm telling you the truth. So maybe something little, maybe something like, like taking this heart that's in your bulletin, Maybe something like uh, taking this heart and making it a card for somebody who's getting married. Or wait, they can't get married. Who's going to try to get married on Valentine's Day? We're going to go to the office on Airport Road where you get your marriage license. And some same-sex couples are going to go in there and say, we'd like a marriage license, please. And the clerk behind the desk, because they're bound by law, they're going to say, I'm sorry, I can't give you one of those. Because we live in Texas where we don't have same-sex marriage yet. And um, a bunch of us are going to be there encouraging them. And some of us are going to be wearing our yellow Standing on the Side of Love t-shirts. Well, those of you who are wearing some of those, will you stand up so we can see what one looks like? With, yay. Thank you. We're going to be wearing our yellow... You can stand up, too, and just hold it up. There you go. Our yellow standing on the side of love t-shirts, if we want to. And we'll be giving people these cards that you're welcome to write on that are in your bulletin. Just think, what would I write to a couple who's getting married? What would I write in order to bless the love of somebody? If you don't want to come deliver them 10 o'clock Tuesday, 
We'll deliver them for you. Just put them on the table when you leave the room. We can do little things like that. We can do little things like the church has left the building and shown up on Airport Road. The church has been invited to leave the building this afternoon and go to a picnic with the Occupy people. The Pecan Grove picnic area of Zilker Park. You're invited. They invited all of us to come. Bring some food. Bundle up. Have a picnic with the Occupy folks. Pecan Grove area of Zilker Park. We can do little things. Show up. One little thing by one little thing. Like you're, like you're taking a car and machining the parts down a couple inches across, half an inch high, just making world community with peace and liberty and justice for everybody, one little Oreo cookie at a time. Make it part of supper. That's how you do it. You don't have to lose your whole life. You don't have to commit all your time. We just do like the heroes of old did, one little thing by one little thing, and pretty soon you've got the ACLU, and pretty soon you've got the Red Cross, and pretty soon you've abolished slavery, and pretty soon you've got women the right to vote, and pretty soon you've got interracial couples okay to marry, and pretty soon people of same gender will be able to marry all over this great land of ours, including in the fabulous state of Texas. May we hold these in our hearts. May we hold the music in our hearts. May we hold the choir in our hearts. May we hold this congregation in our hearts. May we hold one another in our hearts. May we hold the donut lady, the court reporter, the minister, the parole officer. May we hold the third grade teacher. May we hold the retired person. May we hold those who are ill and dying. May we hold those who are afraid. May we hold the homeless. May we hold them all in our giant, loving hearts. May it be so. This is a presentation of the First Unitarian Universalist Church of Austin. For more information, visit our website at www.austinuu.com dot o r g